You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Full and Thriving. Today I am bringing you part two of my two-part series on speaking up for yourself. And last week I got some pretty positive feedback on part one. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go check that one out first because last week I spoke all about why speaking up for yourself can be difficult and also articulated many of the benefits of speaking up because I know many of us have a bit of resistance and fear around this subject. So kind of wanted to encourage you all to, you know, first of all, recognize that having resistance to speaking up is very normal, but there are so many benefits when you actually have the courage to do so. So once you listen to that, you'll be caught up. And this week, I want to talk to all of you about how to start speaking up for yourself. And just to preface this, I am by no means an expert in this. Most of what I'm sharing today is just from my own lived experience. So you can take what you need from this episode. And if you have any tips and tricks on how people can better speak up for themselves, please send me a message through Instagram and let me know. I'm always open to hearing more on this subject. So when I sat down to kind of plan out this episode, I realized that when it comes to speaking up to yourself, it can be done in the moment or after the fact. And there are some benefits to doing either of these or taking either of these routes but it requires some awareness to decide for yourself when speaking up is appropriate for either situation. So speaking up in the moment should be done for a few reasons. First, speaking up so that you don't miss out on something or deprive yourself of something that you need or want is important. So for instance, if you're on a hike and you need to stop to take a breather maybe drink some water and have a snack. That's a moment where speaking up for yourself immediately is truly helpful. And I can think back to moments of my life where I was too afraid to even speak up for myself. Like maybe I was on a hike and the group was going super fast and my ego was in the way being like, you can keep up, you can keep up. But in reality, I was just exhausted and needed to take a break. Speaking up really did help me because I needed a water break. I needed to catch my breath. Maybe I wasn't as advanced as the other people. So speaking up in the moment 
for your needs is imperative. It is in those moments you need to overcome the fears of maybe being too much or feeling like a burden or feeling like you're an inconvenience or maybe you're being extra. I put all of those descriptions kind of in air quotes. And honestly, there is nothing wrong with speaking up for your needs immediately as you need them. In fact, it makes the situation better. So another example might be if you are out, say, partying with your friends, maybe you guys are all drinking, and it would not make sense to not speak up and ask for a glass of water when you feel like maybe you've had a little too much, or maybe everyone's ordering rounds and you speak up and say, you know, I'm going to just have water this time, or maybe this scenario is different and everyone's out and you speak up and say that you don't feel safe driving home and you're going to take an Uber instead. You know, those are moments where speaking up for yourself is imperative and it's the smart thing to do. Another example would be if you're at work and you are confused on how to complete a task. And in that moment, you do not hesitate. You actually speak up for yourself and ask a question to help you achieve or accomplish what you need to do. So in both of those situations, delaying speaking up for yourself or asking for help will make the situation worse. So you really need to stop viewing these moments in a bad light, like you're too much or you're a burden, or maybe you're uncool, like whatever it is, you need to stop judging yourself and see that advocating for yourself in those moments is actually the mature, responsible, sensible thing to do and that there is nothing wrong with it. And in fact, not speaking up is not going to help anyone in those situations at all. It's just going to make the situation so much worse. So I just wanted to say that a lot of the tips I have for today can help with speaking up in the moment but also some of the tips apply to different scenarios where you're speaking up after the fact. So like I just said, on the other hand, there's also opportunities to speak up for yourself after the fact when something happened that maybe rubbed you the wrong way. And so this is typically necessary to preserve relationships or avoid conflict when emotions are running high. For instance, if your colleague says a rude remark during a business presentation or meeting, or maybe your romantic partner says something hurtful while you guys are stuck in traffic, it might actually make more sense to breathe through the discomfort in the moment and process the event during it and after, and then open a discussion about it later on when you're feeling calmer. And you might be wondering, when do I speak up immediately versus when do I wait? And I think this requires checking in with your emotions. I think a big rule of thumb here is if there is a lot of anger and rage and defensiveness stewing within, it's usually a good opportunity for you to notice that, identify that emotion, and then take a break and give yourself a moment or two to reconnect with your inner peace and calmness 
before speaking up about this situation. So I'm not saying take one or two minutes. This might be take a day, take a week, and then open up the conversation when you're in a much better headspace to do so because that's what's going to be the most helpful in communicating your needs properly and maintaining and preserving the health of that relationship instead of maybe getting into a blowout fight because you decided to speak up for yourself when emotions were flying high. Okay, so I have some tips about how to speak up for yourself and I break it down before speaking up, while speaking up, and after you speak up in these scenarios. So, okay, before speaking up, let's say that somebody said something that doesn't sit well with you, it felt disrespectful, it hurt you in some way. You know, if there's something big you need to share with someone, there is no harm in giving them a bit of a heads up. One reason I have been afraid of speaking up in the past is because I really hate giving people unwanted surprises or dumping something negative or difficult on them without warning. Literally, the idea of just sharing negative news with someone or what I interpret to be a negative conversation would prevent me from having the conversation in the first place. So what I found really has helped me when it comes to speaking up for myself or talking about something difficult, I need to actually give them that heads up. So for instance, when I had a boss back before I had my own company, I found that it would be much easier for me to set expectations in advance, perhaps in an email. So I would say something like, by the way, say this is an email, by the way, during our one-on-one on Monday, there's something important I want to bring up to you. And essentially, the benefit of giving my boss a heads up before I talk to her was that it also holds me accountable to actually saying the thing in the meeting and not chickening out. So not only is that help you feeling like you're not going to blindside someone, but also you have that accountability of sharing that something important will be said in that moment. And this can be applied to all scenarios, not just work scenarios. Another tip I have when you plan on speaking up for yourself is in advance, definitely journal about the situation first. It might make sense to journal all your thoughts down about a situation and really get to the bottom of it. Maybe someone said something that hurt you and journaling about the situation and why you feel hurt will help you be better prepared to speak up for yourself. So getting your thoughts and feelings into words might help you condense everything you're feeling into a few power statements, which is essentially something I made up. And these are statements that you can easily say that will communicate your needs in a clear way, even if you get nervous or anxious. And also when you're journaling, notice the words that connect the best with what you want to say. Perhaps there's a precise word you want to use. 
that really hits the point home. Definitely consider the language you want to use based on the outcome you are looking for. And I think journaling is a great way to get clear on how you want to say something and also the language that you specifically want to use when the time comes to bring up something important. All right, so my third tip for preparing to speak up for yourself is kind of funny. I know it will sound a little awkward to some people, but essentially my third tip is rehearse it. It's honestly okay to rehearse what you want to say. Once you have clarity on exactly what and how you want to say something, there's really no harm in saying it out loud in the mirror by yourself a few times. I know this sounds silly, but this will honestly help you have a better ability to say it in the moment, especially if you feel intense emotions or nerves or anxiety arising. So this rehearsal really sets you up for having your power statement on the tip of your tongue and make it more accessible for you during those extremely difficult moments. So it's like you can kind of use that power statement as a life raft if you completely lose your train of thought. At least you know that one sentence that will communicate your needs without like shit hitting the fan, essentially, or maybe you beating around the bush. So those are my tips for before you even bring up the subject and speak up for yourself in a conversation. Again, there are probably so many more elements to this. All right, next section of the podcast is really what I advise that you do while speaking up. So imagine we've reached the point where it is time to have that important conversation about your needs to someone else. First thing I recommend is that you deliver the message directly and calmly. I cannot stress enough how tone and delivery of your message can transform your experience when it comes to speaking up. Imagine this. If you are crying hysterically or you have a panicked tone, how do you think that person is going to respond? You know, that person you're talking to may not be able to keep calm if they visibly see you breaking down. And if you show up and speak calmly and, you know, calm, cool, and collected and use the direct language in a clear way, it will set a more mature tone for the conversation. And it will actually help the person you're communicating with because they're not immediately feeling a sense of distress. They're actually feeling like, oh, the person delivering this information to me is handling it. Therefore, I can handle it. For example, if you want to open up to your mom about your eating disorder, it will not be helpful to sound like this. Oh my God, I'm freaking terrified. I hate food. I hate my body. I haven't eaten all day. I'm not sure what to do. I can't take it any longer. I hate my life. I don't know what to do about it. You're not helping me at all. You have no clue what I'm going to. And then you spiral and spiral. And your mom's going to immediately probably get a sense of tension, maybe defensiveness, maybe, you know, instead of listening, she's going to jump right into problem-solving mode, right? Mama bear mode. But if you can have this conversation calmly, it might sound something like, 
hey, mom, I think I might be struggling with an eating disorder and I really need your help. This sentence will be way more effective and all you did was deliver the message directly and calmly and imagine how your mom would respond to you saying that. And of course, I completely acknowledge that there are some people who do not have strong relationships with their mom. So please insert that, you know, hypothetical scenario with another human in your life who you can trust. Okay, the next tip I have while speaking up is just be mindful of your body language. In my opinion, you really need to slow down. Try not to be pacing the room. Try not to be avoiding eye contact. Definitely sit down next to the person if you can and look them directly in the eye. Try not to be too frantic in your energy. Perhaps do some grounding techniques before you have that conversation. And also, when it comes to speaking up, another tip I have is clearly communicate your needs and set whatever boundaries that you feel good about. So keep in mind that boundaries are neutral. They are not meant to be rude. They are not mean. They are in place for a reason, and that is to protect you and set a standard for how you want to be treated, the type of life you want, and what you need. Once you set the boundary, though, do not let it wobble. And if you have the strength to set a boundary, remember that you also need to have the strength enough to honor that boundary when someone violates it. So remember, you don't owe anyone an explanation for why you are setting a boundary. You just have to communicate that boundary and make sure that you mean what you say enough that you honor it if that person does violate your boundary. And finally, when speaking of, I have so many tips. It's like, I don't know if I should be numbering these, but technically the fourth tip I have for these conversations about speaking up is to make sure you always bring it back to how their interaction with you made you feel. So for instance, you would say, when that happened, I felt this. And then bring it back to the emotion you felt because that is a very vulnerable place to be. And usually when you can show some vulnerability, it might melt that person's sense of defensiveness or anger in the moment. And my fifth tip for speaking up for yourself in the moment is remember that there is no need to be rude or attacking when you are speaking up for yourself. So even if that person has said something mean, cruel, or hurtful to you, you can actually set boundaries, communicate your needs, and speak up for yourself with kindness and respect and being polite all at the same time. There's really no need to attack or criticize that person, especially if you want to maintain a positive relationship with them. So definitely keep that in mind. And this is why I 100% recommend that if you do feel any sense of anger, rage, defensiveness, that you do not open up these sorts of conversations until you have been able to process that and separate yourself 
from whatever anger or negative emotion you might have. And finally, after speaking up, I have two additional tips. The first one is once you have shared your feelings and your needs and your boundaries, you can pause and listen to the person. Just give them space and listen. What do they have to say? What is their perspective or interpretation of what happened? Often there's a miscommunication or a misunderstanding that might shed light onto their true intentions. You know, it might be nice to recognize that the person wasn't intentionally meaning to hurt you. So give them space, absorb what they have to say. And then my second tip is after you listen to them, if it feels possible and appropriate, step into problem-solving mode if needed. Like I said in my previous episode, by speaking up, it will open a conversation on how to improve the situation or what needs to change. And you might actually want to come into the conversation with potential solutions that will work best for you. So again, that's when journaling and reflecting about it can really help. So sometimes you can have a good idea of the solutions that will help you going into this, but other times you really do need to listen to the person and come together on something or come up with that solution together. All right, so finally, side note when it comes to speaking up for yourself, just keep your emotions in check and definitely Keep an awareness about how somebody makes you feel. If they are consistently triggering you or instigating a fight, notice that. Notice how that person's presence makes you feel. And if the person keeps triggering you, you may want to evaluate whether or not it's worth keeping that person in your life at all or involved to the degree at which they are right now. And this takes a degree of self-honesty and bravery to recognize that maybe someone you're related to or you love just doesn't have the emotional maturity to exist in your life if you're going to have boundaries. So definitely keep that in mind. It's a really difficult place to be, and my heart goes out to everyone who has to deal with loved ones who, you know, cause them emotional harm. So again, if anybody you speak up to just continues to disrespect you or put you down or dishonor your needs or even minimize your needs, remember that that is not a healthy relationship whatsoever. Okay, folks, those are my tips for speaking up. I will quickly reiterate those for you. So, of course, when it comes to speaking up for yourself, first of all, okay to give them a heads up about it. Secondly, journal about it and get clear on why you feel this way and what exactly you want to say. And then finally, be comfortable with rehearsing it before you have the conversation if needed. And then while speaking up, make sure you deliver the message directly and calmly. Be mindful of body language 
and make sure you clearly communicate your needs and set whatever boundaries that you feel good about. When struggling, always bring the conversation back to how their actions made you feel and remember that you do not have to be rude or attacking when speaking up, even if you feel hurt. It is 100% possible to be respectful and kind when speaking up for yourself. And if you do it that way, there's really no problem to doing this at all. Finally, after speaking up, give that person a chance to share and you listen to everything they have to say, come together to solve the problem if needed, and keep in mind that not everybody is going to be receptive to you speaking up. And remember that I truly think the majority of people are caring, are kind, do want to maintain positive relationships. And so the majority of people, when you speak up, are going to want to hear what you have to say. They will probably be relieved and happy to hear some sort of feedback or maybe just get some insight as to why there's been tension or whatever there's been going on. I would say nine out of 10 times, people are very loving, open, and receptive to you sharing your own feedback or advocating for your needs. And remember that it is the right thing to stick up for yourself no matter what, especially when it comes to sticking up for your needs, asking for food, asking for water, asking for a break, asking for rest, all of the things that are basic human needs. It does not make any sense for you to not ask for these things. And it is actually really weird if people refuse to give you those things. It's completely inappropriate. You should be granted those things if you ask for them. All right. I think that's it for now and I hope you guys enjoyed part two of all about speaking up for yourself and I just wanted to say thank you all for listening and I truly appreciate every single one of you and again heads up that starting next week we will be posting two episodes a week so we will now be posting on Mondays and Thursdays. So buckle up. The plan is to do double posting for at least two months. And the intention behind it is to really grow the show, grow the audience, reach more people who need this sort of help. So over the next two months, I'll keep you posted on how growth is going. But honestly, with that in mind, I do ask you to share the show with people you know who could use the help, whether that's in eating disorder recovery or in life. So thank you guys for being on my team, listening to this show, and just supporting this podcast. I truly appreciate it. You guys mean so much to me. And with that, I have to say, I will catch you next time on the Full and Thriving Podcast. Mm-hmm.